Well, it's so good to be with you. I truly, I'm just looking out at you tonight and my heart was just filled with joy. I just felt so good inside when I saw each and every one of you. I, I really enjoy our time together each week. It's one of the highlights of my week. Uh, particularly when you think about the world today. I mean, it's in a mess. It's in a disarray. There's nothing like being able to uh, know that you belong, that you can come to a stable community that really cares about you, that really loves you. That that means a lot. That means a whole lot. I know it does to me, so it truly is good to see you. And what a great day it is. This is a, this is one of the great feasts of the of the year of the church as we continue on. Can you believe we're next week will be mid January already? <laughs> It's moving fast, isn't it? Uh, we're still in Christmas. Don't forget that, okay? And we we still have Christmas here that's going on, and we will for a little while longer too. But the Lord's baptism. This is, uh, gosh, it's a it's a substantial. It's a it's what you call a major event. Uh, it's you know something's big when all of the the four gospel writers record the story. All four of them record this story. There's only ten stories in the gospel where that takes place. So, I mean, if you take the crucifixion away, the feeding of the 5,000, the resurrection, and this one, there's not many left. So you can you sort of see the impact that this had upon the disciples. And a lot of it had to do with what happened when he came out of the water. There was a theophany, a theophany. It's what it is. This is one of those rare occasions where God Father, God Son, God Holy Spirit are all in one place at the same time. And that's, that is very powerful. What I'd like for us to do this evening is to narrow our focus down on what the story teaches us about the attributes of God. About the attributes of God. This is really important today. There's a couple reasons why this is important. Uh, one is this. I need to know what God's like if I'm going to give him my heart. You know, giving your heart to somebody's a big deal, isn't it? It's, uh, it's a really big deal to say, Lord, I'm yours. Do with me as you will, as, as we heard Mary say, you know, whatever your will is for my life. That, that's a, that's a gutsy move, isn't it? And, uh, you better know who it is that you're giving your heart to. Some people you wouldn't want to, but I'm not saying God at all. Of course you'd want to give your heart to Him, but some people, well, you don't turn your heart, heart to them like that. And it, it's, uh, but that's very important because we need to see what Jesus is like. We need, uh, Jesus shows us the Father. That's, that's what He said, wasn't He? He says, if you've seen me, You've seen the Father, and uh, that is so true. And there's nothing like the example, nothing like the example of Jesus walking in our midst, being being like us, being walking with us, giving us all of these tremendous insights through his teaching and through his actions, what God is like. And when you think about Jesus and all the stories that we've heard over and over again, I want to be like him, don't you? Man, I want to be like him. And I think that's the second reason that it's important that we have Jesus 
walking upon the earth. It's, it's like what Paul said in many of his letters to the churches. He said, imitate, imitate, you know, to model, uh, in other words, what the life is like. Well, who's our primary model? That's Jesus, isn't it? Look at Jesus, follow Jesus. And some of the other great models, of course, would be Mary and Joseph and Paul, Peter, some of those. Uh, but it's called imitating your faith. And so that's another very important reason for why Jesus walking on the earth and coming before us is so important. And he's going to teach us today three things about the nature of God in this encounter, this theophany that's about to take place. Three things that we too need to exhibit and model in our lives. We need to imitate these things as we look at Jesus and live them out in, our, in the midst of our relationships today. And as you hear these three points, you realize, boy, we really do, don't we? These are really important. If we as a people live these three out, think how different the world would be. Well, let's make that change. Let's make that change. Uh, the first one is that's really important. They're all important. Is that God wants to identify with us. That's really important. He wants to identify with us. He does that right off the bat, doesn't he, when he comes to earth? Where do you find him? You find him in a, a manger. You find him in a barn. You find him in a feed trough. A, you know, sort of a sense of poverty. Uh, that kind of situation. He didn't come to the king's palace, did he? He could have, but he didn't. No, he chose to associate with us. We who are poor. See, we're poor too. There's all kinds of different poverties besides poverty of spirit and poverty of wealth and all, and all these other different kinds. He wanted to show us something. He wanted to let us know he's with us. And that's the first thing he does we see in this story today. He makes himself known to us by laying aside the adoration of the angels, the seraphim, you know, all of the heavenly hosts and powers of heaven, and he comes and he steps into the Jordan River. Now, to step into the Jordan River, if you were a religious, great religious person, that just wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. You wouldn't associate with Jordan River because Jordan River was muddy. It was muddy. It was murky. You know, what do you kind of, what kind of a river do you think the king would walk into? Would he walk into a muddy river? No. Would he walk into a crystal clear river? Yes. Okay. Same thing happened with Naaman. The story reminds me of Naaman and Elijah. What did he, Naaman had leprosy and he wanted to be healed and Elijah said, Naaman, you won't be healed? Go dip yourself in the muddy Jordan River. Well, he got offended at that. It's like, what do you mean telling, I'm Damon. You know, you're talking to, you know, I want to do something big. I, you know, tell me to go out and kill a couple thousand people of your, a couple thousand of your enemies. And I'll do that. And maybe then I'd be worthy. No, if you want to be healed, go walk into that Jordan River seven times. And on the seventh time, 
when you come out, you're going to be as pure as white as snow. You're going to be healed from leprosy. Well, he went off in a huff and a puff, and finally one of the one of the little servant girls talked to him about it and persuaded him to go back. Well, guess what? He humbled himself. He associated himself, and when he did, and after on that seventh time, what did he do? He came out just as clean as he could be. See, that's the beauty of the Jordan River. And that's the wonderful thing because Jesus is stepping into it. It's a muddy river. It's a cold river. Uh, it tends to uh, get high upon the banks when it's during the season of all the floods and raining. But remember this. Jesus was making a statement. You know how people make statements to me today? Well, yes, he was making a statement that I choose to associate with you. Isn't that great? I don't know about you, but honestly, I'm as poor as I can be. I have a lot of poverty in my life. And how encouraging it is to know that Jesus can relate to that. He associates with that. And he comes to help me and to deliver me from all the poverty that is in my life. I really appreciate that. So that's one way that we know I want to give my life. I want to dedicate my life. I want to imitate the master because he associates with me. The second thing we see is that God is compassionate with us. Um, this is a, this is really this is really a good one, um, you know. John didn't know what to do. John knew Jesus. That was pretty obvious. I mean, they were cousins in one sense. John knew Jesus. Um, John didn't know what to do with Jesus <laughs> uh, because it's like Jesus, you need to baptize me, not me baptize you. He really didn't know what to do when Jesus did it. He said, uh, "Why are you coming to me?" I, I'm not even worthy to untie your sandals, let alone baptize you. And why Jesus say, yes, I'm coming to you, John, and I want you to baptize me. I want you to do it for the sake of the people. And John is just, he's overwhelmed by that. I mean, I would be, wouldn't you, if you knew who John, if you knew who Jesus was, and, and I mean, John was full of the Holy Spirit, and he knew exactly who he was, that uh, he would he would do something like that, that he would he would be compassionate. I mean, that would definitely move you, wouldn't it? Uh, and that's the sense of compassion that Jesus has. Jesus was went easy on John. John was pretty hard. I mean, you know, anybody can eat locusts and go around with camel hair on the for clothing. That's pretty tough, you know. Uh, but he he was pretty hard. And yet, uh, Jesus was able to melt his heart, just melted his heart in a big kind of way because he showed compassion to him. And, and wow, did, did John ever react to that? The final thing we see is that God really cares about us. This one would be the, this one would be the number one of the three characteristics. It says that when you know, Jesus goes into the water when he comes up out of the water while, and as he's praying, it says that the heavens split open wide. Here comes the theophany. Here we begin, here we see something that is totally, totally 
out of this world. Uh, it's a place where all three persons of God, the Trinity of God, are manifested in one place. Like I said, that's an extreme, extreme rarity. But here it was. See, God was, God was manifesting himself and he was showing himself in the fullness of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit because something of cosmic significance was taking place. Uh, what do we do? What do we see here? This, I mean, the heavens are open wide up. We see this reality, this invisible reality become visible and you're just blown away by it. Uh, in heaven, we see God the Father sitting upon his throne. He's pleased. He's pleased to personally invite each one of us to the great adventure of life as it was meant to be experienced. There's the Father. There's the, and then on earth, we see God the Son and his willingness to lay down his life for us and to, so that we might be restored to God. And then there's that Holy Spirit hovering above like a dove, sharing us with the graces that are beyond belief in order that we might be able to scale new heights in life. What wondrous love is this? What is this? I mean, that we could be loved. What a, what a panoramic view we have of the face and heart of God in one place. See, God wants to identify with you. God wants to be compassionate to you. God cares about you. That's how wonderful you are to him. And that's how much you mean to him. So give your life to him. Wholly, fully devote your life to him. And imitate that life before others so that they too might see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God bless all of you.